to the book of Acts today, and um, we are going to be talking a little bit about the Apostle Paul, and I'm going to set a little bit of a, a, little bit of a stage for the passage of Scripture that we're going to be reading. And so, first, if you want to go to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and then if you want to, you know, put a finger there, and then also go over to Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10, there's a couple different spots that we're going to be focusing on today. And um, we're starting a new series today called Neighborly. Can you look to your neighbor and say, Neighborly? Now look to your other neighbor and say, Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> or maybe there's not another neighbor next to you, but look to someone else and say, Won't you be my neighbor? Um, so yeah, we're starting a new series called Neighborly. And we're going to just be focusing on some passages of Scripture for the next month or so. And my goal is to help empower you to be neighborly to your neighbors. And so, um, so yeah, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you shall be my witnesses, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then if you go over to Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10, It says, now when they had gone through uh, Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And when they had come to Messiah, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So they passed by Messenia, they came down to Troas, and, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, "Uh, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. I'm going to read those passages of Scripture again. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then in Acts chapter 16, it says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia, (laughs) easy to say, in the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So they passed by Mysia. They came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Lord, just speak to us this morning. I pray that your word will come alive and that your word will speak to us in powerful new ways. Father, I just pray that you will um, allow us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit this morning. Father, I pray that um, you will also give us faith to believe in your plan. Give us um, just guidance in listening to your spirit. Let us be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And also give us faith as well, Father. We, we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. You know, it's interesting because I think when you think about the workings of the, or the primary functions of the Holy Spirit, um, it, it's interesting. Again, you go back to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, but you will receive power, uh, power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you shall be... Uh, witnesses to me. So you think about one of the primary functions of the Holy Spirit is to equip people 
um, to, uh, is to equip us with power to be witnesses. Uh, the Holy Spirit's work, I would argue, is both inward and outward. Do you agree with me that this morning? It's inward and it's outward. Like, it's an inward work because when the Holy Spirit comes on us, like, you, there's, there's some things that begin to happen in our hearts. In fact, we can see in Galatians chapter 5, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like, it's an inward work where the Holy Spirit comes in and changes us and molds us into who he wants us to be and refines us. But also, once the Holy Spirit comes into our life, it becomes an outward work as well, right? Like, there are some people that say the Holy Spirit is only an inward work. You know what? My thing is myself. The Holy Spirit is myself, and I don't have to worry about it. And there are also those who say that the Holy Spirit might only be an outward work, where it's like, you know, um, I can go and I can prophesy, and I can go and I can speak in tongues, and I can go and do all these things. And my private life is my private life. Have you come across anyone who is like that in either one of those situations, right? But I believe when we look at Scripture that we can see that the, the work of the Holy Spirit is both an inward work and an outward work. And um, it's something that changes us and transforms us and molds us from the inside out. And I, I think it's interesting because when you, when you look at Scripture, you see that, that Paul was someone who was radically changed by an interaction that he had uh, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, as he was going uh, to Damascus. And he, he's radically changed by the Spirit, and he, he, he starts proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. So it's pretty cool. He went from being someone that was a persecutor of Christians to being radically saved to being an active participant in the early church and being a spirit-led evangelist and a church planter for the gospel. I mean, this is kind of like every pastor's dream, right? Like, well, like when someone comes in, like it, you kind of hope that they go from like being a sinner to a, you know, someone who's out like proclaiming the, the message of the... So you see him, he went from being a, percu- a persecutor of the church to being radically saved by the power of the Holy Spirit to being an active participant in the early church to being a spirit-led evangelist and a church planter for the gospel. So, um, again, you look at this passage of Scripture, and he's, he, he's fulfilling what Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says. Hey, listen, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you it, it doesn't say you might be. It doesn't say you possibly. It, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. And so he's fulfilling what Acts chapter 1, verse 8 is, is saying. And, and he is, um, he, he's going out, and he's, he's planting churches, and he's preaching the message of the gospel, and he's doing all these powerful things. And, and here he is, this passage of scripture in Acts chapter 16. Sorry, I'm kind of laying a foundation. Here he is in Acts chapter uh, 16, verses t- uh, 6 through 10. And he's on his second missionary journey, and he is fulfilling the Great Commission. Amen? Can, can you guys appreciate that? Like he's going out, he's been changed, he's, like he's listening to the Spirit, he's going out. And um, so he goes out, and again in verse 6 it says, but when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So if we kind of read right there and if we stop right there, I don't know, to, to, to me it gets a little confusing. So Paul gets transformed. He goes out. He preaches the gospel. He's fulfilling the Great Commission. Um... And, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I don't know if if, if you've if you've looked at um, a missionary. Uh, if, if you have your Bibles, you can look. You can, I don't know if, if, if Bibles still have this, but they have like the missionary maps. Have you ever looked at those before? You can follow his like his first missionary journey, 
his second missionary journey, his third missionary journey. You can kind of follow where he went. It's, it's kind of interesting because I was like, it's like, and I, 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 I think the way it was going on a map, he was going east to west. Which way is east? Is this way? This way is east, right? So he's going east to west, um, and he, he's, he's kind of traveling along the regions. And so as he's going, he says, you know what? First, I think I'm going to, I, I'm going to go to Asia. Asia seems like a fantastic spot for me to go. There's lots of opportunities to, in Asia. There's a lot of people to reach. There's a lot of food to enjoy. I love the culture. I love the history. There are people here that need to hear the, 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 the good news of the gospel of Christ. So first he starts going to Asia. And as he's going to Asia, the Holy Spirit speaks to him and is like, hey, no, no, like, I, I don't want you to go. So he's like, okay, I, maybe I'm not, I won't go to Asia. But now instead of going to Asia, I'm going to go to Bithynia. And if you've done any, any research on Bithynia back in biblical times, Bithynia was a place that was known for people that they were rude, they were mean, they were uncivilized, they were people that needed Jesus. Amen? And so first, so first he's like, you know, I, I'm going I'm to be going east to west, and I'm going to go into Asia. I'm going to start proclaiming the message of the kingdom of God. He, he tries to go, but the Spirit speaks to him and says, I don't want you to go there. So then he says, you know what, I, I'm not going to go to Asia. Now I'm going to go to Bithynia. So, so I'm just going to keep on traveling west. So, Lord, you don't want me to go to Asia. So I'm now, go, now I'm going to go over to Bithynia. And as he's going over to Bithynia to, to, to talk to those rude, mean, evil people. Have you ever felt like God has called you to rude, mean, evil people? Raise your hand. You can, it, it's, it's okay, Andrew. You can, like, 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 so, so, so first of all, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to a place maybe where I like the culture. I like the people. I like the, I like the environment. I like the food. I like, I'm going to go here. And the Lord says, no. So he's like, okay, fine. I'm not going to go to Asia, but what I'm going to do instead, instead of going to Asia where I, where I like all this stuff, I'm going to go to the people that I like the least. I'm going to go to the Bithynians. The, the, the Bithynians are like people from Ohio. Like, no one likes them, right? It's like, hey, we're just going to go. I'm, I'm just kidding. Okay. Take that off the recording. Thank you, Matt. So, no, um, now I'm going to go to Bithynia. These people are mean. These people are rude. These people are, are uncivilized. But God, I feel like if you're not calling me to Asia, maybe you're calling me to Bithynia. Like, if you don't want me to enjoy the Asian culture, maybe you really want me to suffer for the kingdom of Christ. And so he... He first says, I'm, you know what, I'm going to go to Asia. Then he says, you know what, no, I, I, I guess I'm going to go to Bithynia. And the Lord stopped him both times. There's like this conflict that we see here. And it was like, it's interesting because the same spirit that we see in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the Holy Spirit, that is driving him to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, is the same spirit that's stopping him from going to Asia and it's the same spirit that is stopping him from going to Bithynia. There's this conflict in the text. And as I was reading that, I thought to myself, have you ever felt like you've lacked direction when you're following Jesus? Have you ever felt like you've lacked direction when you're following Jesus? You know, he is doing, they are doing exactly what God had told them to do, yet it seems like they're kind of just wandering around. So they're starting in the east. I'm going to go to Asia. Ah, ah, no, no, no. I'm going to go to Bithynia. Ah, ah, no, no, no. Like they're kind of like wandering around. You know, I don't, cause, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I can relate with this. Uh, many years ago, my wife and I, um, decided that we wanted to, um, we felt like God was kind of calling us a church plant. 
And so we, um, we were in Illinois at the time. I was serving at a church in Illinois, and they actually have a church planting boot camp. And I don't know if they still offer this or not. Maybe they do. I think they do. And so uh, we went to this church planting boot camp. We kind of felt like God was pointing us in this direction. And, um, you know, if, hey, it, 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 it met all of the criteria, right? Like you think about it. We are fulfilling the Great Commission. We, are, we feel like we're being led by the Spirit. We feel like we're doing something that we're passionate about. So we went to this boot camp, and it was like, was it like a week long? It was, it was like maybe, maybe three or four days. And uh, they, get, they get out these, uh, these vision boards, and they say, you want to pray for all these people. And we take out these vision boards, and we're praying for people, and we're coming up with a plan. And they're talking, talking with us about our passions. They're talking with us about the things that we love and the things that we hate and the things that we enjoy and our giftings. And, 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 uh, and um, it was funny because the, 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 first, the first day a guy got up, and he's like, yeah, I planted a church, and I had no plans. We're like, oh, my goodness. And so um, they're like, no, you, you know, you know, this guy's good, but, but, uh, but this is what you want to do. You want to you prep and you want to plan. They said it's like having a baby. You know, there's like a bunch of months worth of planning. And then after all the planning, and then finally, they're like, it's okay if the baby stays in there a little extra because you want the baby to be like, it's like all this planning and all this prep. And man, we were, we were kind of feeling good about it. Like we were feeling God move and God speak and God minister. We're like, yeah, like we really feel like we're supposed to be church planters. Like, you know, we feel like this is what God has called us to do and this is what God has called us to be. And so we started praying and I was like, you know, I really feel, I really feel like God is calling me to Rochester, Minnesota. I was like, I feel like this is the spot where I'm supposed to go. I'm like, it's so, it's so nice. Like the, the, I grew up there. The roads are very smooth, unlike Detroit. <laughs> the roads are very smooth. The people are very friendly. Um, it, it's, it was named like the money magazine place of the, the, to, to, to live of the year, like many, many, many times in a row. It's, it's, it's like filled with lakes and, and hills and valleys. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like, I feel like thus saith the Lord that the Lord is maybe calling me to Rochester, Minnesota. My family's there. My sisters are there. My cousin, who's, he's like my twin. We're like buddies. We get together uh, really well. And I'm like, I, I feel like, and I'm talking to Erin, and I'm pitching her on it. And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the Lord is ministering. The Lord is moving. I can sense it. I can feel it. And she's like, maybe he is. And I'm like, I know he is. I know he's moving. It was, it was almost like, it was almost like, it was almost like, I was like, I, was, I really want, I'm like, this is where, this is where I feel like God is calling me to go. This is where God is calling me to go. And we were kind of getting excited about it. And um, in Minnesota, the way that it works when you plant a church, you have to have, with our denomination, you have to have a, um, you have to have a mother church. And so uh, um, I went, we went to go visit uh, the pastor at the church that I grew up in, who was not the same pastor that I grew up under. And, um, it was like a closed door. It was weird. It was like, I can, I, I can almost imagine it being like, 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 I felt like everything was leading up to that moment. Like every, like all of our, my mem, all of our momentum, all of our, like my passion, everything else. It, it, not to sound over scriptural, but I'm over, over biblical, over something. But I, I almost felt like, it almost felt like, here's Paul. He, he's wanting to go to Asia, and the Spirit was like, you're not supposed to go. I was, I, I, Paul was, maybe he was excited about the food, excited about the culture, excited about the people, excited about all the opportunities there. I was excited about the people, excited about the culture, excited about all the opportunities there. 
It was like the Lord was almost just like, Sometimes I feel like I completely understand what it says in Ecclesiastes. Where he says, consider the work of God. For who can make straight what he has made crooked? You know? Am I the only person that feels this way? Sometimes I feel like I have it all planned out. I have it all, like everything ready to go. And sometimes it angers me. It confuses me. Maybe you're here this morning and you feel like you are kind of in this middle stage where you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. You know you're supposed to be fulfilling the Great Commission, but you almost feel like you're here and you're clueless. You know? It's like I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, I, when I was younger, I really felt like I was called by God to be a professional basketball player. But things just didn't work out. I just didn't get tall enough. You know, by, by, by the time I got into college, I really thought that I was called by God to be a graphic artist. And then I realized I wasn't very artistic. You know, it was, it's, like, it's like sometimes, it's like, I don't know if you guys, sometimes it angers me, sometimes it confuses me. And um, maybe you're here today and maybe you feel like that as well. Maybe you feel like you know that God has called you, you know that God is, has, a, has, a, has a calling on your life. He has a... He has a um, you know, he's, he's, he's ministering to you, he's, he's drawing you to something, but you're not entirely sure what. And so I want to challenge you this morning to pray two things. So close your eyes, fold your hands, don't look around. The first prayer is this. God, let me be sensitive to your spirit. God, let me be sensitive to your spirit. God, let me be sensitive to your spirit. You can open your eyes now. God, I think there's a difference between God's spirit leading and our spirit kind of leading us. But God, let me be sensitive to your spirit. You know, sometimes we just read this text flippantly, and we just kind of read through it, and we're like, oh, yep, so uh, now they went down through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, Galatia, and they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia, and then they came to, it's like when you're kind of on your Bible reading plan, you're just flying through stuff to fly through stuff, and you just read it, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Sometimes we just kind of read through it flippantly, and we don't, like, really look at what's happening here. Like, when you read this for, I mean, Paul I think when we read the text here, had to be in tune with the Spirit of God to know that God did not want him to go to these places, to know that God did not want him to go to Asia, to know that God did not want him to go to Bithynia. He had to be in tune enough to listen. Man, listen, we are people that have our own agendas, don't we? We have our own goals, we have our own time, we have our own comfort, we have our own convenience. Um, and, and a lot of these things might even seem like they're good things, but, but, but uh, listen. We have to be in tune with the Spirit. You know, I, I, I feel like we, uh, it, it, I don't know, it's like we, we have our own agenda. Listen, I'm Paul thinking to himself, I'm going to go to Asia because Asia is a, is a cool place. Asia is a nice place. The food, the culture, the people, 
Maybe have some friends over in Asia. I like Asia, like, like, like me thinking to myself. You know, I'm, and in fact, I'm thinking, I'm going to go to Asia. I'm going to start an orphanage. I'm going to build a nice coffee shop. I'm going to reach people for the gospel of Christ. But are we listening? Are we listening to his spirit? Or, or, or maybe me thinking to myself, I'm going to go to Rochester. I'm going to go plant a church. I'm going to go enjoy the nice smooth roads. I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to spend time with my friends. I'm going to go back and party like it's 1999. But am I listening to the spirit? I think today we should ask ourselves, God, where is your spirit leading me today? God, let me be sensitive to your spirit. God, where are you leading me today? Where are you leading me this week? God, I want to be an open vessel used by you. Look around. Are there people that are hurting? Are there people that are in need? Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's a, a stranger at a store. But God, let me be sensitive to your spirit. Because part of, the, part, of, part of fulfilling the Great Commission is having the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, outpouring out of us, and being sensitive to where he's leading us. And I will warn you ahead of time that the enemy does not like this prayer. And I will warn you ahead of time that as soon as you decide to be obedient, your mind will fill with all sorts of excuses. But push through, be faithful, and let the Spirit lead. God, let me be sensitive to your Spirit this morning. God, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, however you want me to live, whatever it might be, Father, I just pray this morning that I'm sensitive to your Spirit. Father, this morning, I just pray that as I leave this church, as we leave this church, that, that there will be opportunities for your Spirit to lead me and for your spirit to guide me, and for your spirit to to move in me, Father, I just pray that I will follow you uh, immediately with obedience, and that you will guide me and direct me. I pray that you will open up doors for me so that I can share your word to other people. God, I just pray that I am sensitive to your spirit. I pray that um, this morning uh, that my agenda won't get in the way. I pray that my convenience won't get in the way. I pray that my comfort won't get in the way. I pray that my checkbook won't get in the way, Father. I just pray this morning that I will be sensitive to the leading of your spirit, Father. And I also pray for the church this morning as well, that they will be sensitive to the leading of your spirit. God, I pray for supernatural divine appointments in their lives this morning, Father. I pray that they will be sensitive to the leading of your spirit. I pray that they will be able to set aside their agendas and their goals and their time and their comfort and their convenience and that they will be sensitive to the leading of your spirit this morning, Father. That's the first prayer. God, let me be sensitive to your spirit. The second prayer that I think will be helpful if you're in this season is, God, give me the faith to trust in your plan. Guys, close your eyes. God, give me the faith to trust in your plan. God, give me the faith to trust in your plan. Give me the faith to trust in your plan. So Paul's starting over here. He starts heading towards Asia. He gets, he gets stopped. Yeah, okay, now I'm going to go to Bithynia. He goes to Bithynia and he's stopped. He's like, you know what, I'm going to go down to, to Troas instead. And it's interesting because if you look a little bit closer at a map, I should have grabbed a map for you to look at. 
But if you look a little bit closer at a map, um, he was actually making a line directly towards Troas. A port was there, and a port from there went straight to Macedonia. So in the indirection, in his indirection, it, like God was leading him every step of the way. Isn't that interesting? Like you think, I think sometimes like when we're in the middle of it, we don't really understand what God is doing. Have you ever been there before? Where you're in the, where you're like, so, 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 so he, so, so, so Paul, Paul, Paul is going and he's like, okay, so uh, God, I think you're leading me here. Nope. Okay. You're leading me here. Nope. Okay. I'm just going to go over here. And it ended up being like this whole path that God had taken him on was, was sending him in a direct direction where God was setting him up so that he could be in a port so that he could go directly over Macedonia. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's interesting because I, I was trying to think of examples in my own life. And I, I remember when, um, when I first moved to Michigan, I, 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 uh, I, I, wanted, I needed to get a job. In fact, Aaron and I were helping out at a church plant. I needed to get a job, and I, I applied for a job at Home Depot, praise the Lord, and I got the job. Amen. Does anyone like Home Depot? Lowest people, I guess? Some people? Okay. Um, we got a job at Home Depot, and um, at the same time, um, I also got a job offer from uh, Charter One. And I remember I went in for the job interview, and the, the manager was kind of a jerk. He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't know if you're going to cut it. Yeah, you're kind of a, eh. He's like, how many branches do we have? I don't know. He's like, well, what's, our, what's our, I'm like, I don't know. He's like, yeah, you don't really know anything about banking, so I don't think it's going to work out. But, you know, maybe, maybe. And he's like, yeah. he's like why would I ever want to hire you? He was like a really kind of a, a, kind of a bum guy. Anyway, so, so I, I, I remember um, I ended up getting a call from both Charter One and Home Depot at the same time. And both of them offered me a job. And at the moment, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know what, I am heading up to um, Rochester, and so I don't really have to worry about that. I'm going to go to Rochester, and then I might go over here and become a uh, well-established minister for the gospel, and then I'll retire over here in the sunset, right? You know, a, like, that's kind of what I was thinking. I, like, I had this plan. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know I, was, I don't know, you know, like, I'm, I'm heading to Rochester. And, 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 and the roads are really nice in Rochester. And the food, and family's over there in Rochester. And then I'm going to go over here and I'm going to start this ch- uh, church plant in Rochester. And I'm going to love it in Rochester. And then I'm going to go over here and, I'm, again, I'm going to retire in the sunset. Like, that was my thought. That was my plan. So my decision initially was, you know what, this is merely a, a little pit stop. In fact, I think I'm probably going to work at the bank. I'm probably only going to work at the bank for a short time. So, yeah, sure, I'll take the position. And I decided to go with the bank because it was a permanent position and the Home Depot job was a temporary position because I guess they hire people in the, in the, like in the early spring and then they fire a bunch of people or they let them go, I guess is the right wordage. So I'm like, you know what, I prefer to have a, a position that's like permanent instead of a, a position that's temporary because just in case I might be here for a little bit longer. And so um, I, I started working at Charter One Bank and I was just a part-time teller and I was just, you know, doing stuff. And, but I was like, you know what, I know nothing about banking. I want to little, learn a little bit more about banking. And since I guess I'm working at this church plant that doesn't have any money, I guess I'm just going to, you know, ha- kind of work here and earn some money and just kind of do this while I'm planning to go to Rochester because I feel like Rochester is where I'm supposed to be going, right? And so um, I start working at the bank and um, they really like me and I was actually pretty good at my job. And I um, started getting a bunch of referrals and then I got another call from another bank saying, hey, we'd like you to come over here and we want you to be full-time at this other bank. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. And so uh, now I'm like, wow, and I'm like, now I can be a full-time uh, teller at the bank? Yeah. And so, um, so, so then I'm, I'm coming over here. But at the same time, I, the whole time I'm thinking, you know what, God is calling me to go to Rochester. Like I know that I'm supposed to go to Rochester because they're really nice people, my family, my friends and everything. I, like, like, I feel like Rochester and then I'm, the church is going to 
get planted, and then oh, I'm going to go off in the sunset. But, but here I am in here in Michigan working as a bank teller and helping out a church plant where I really thought it was just a, you know, yeah, it's just a, it's just a pit stop in, here, in the, here in Michigan. Yeah, you know, Michigan. Yeah. So where was I going with that? Okay, so, so, <laughs> so uh, part-time teller, full-time teller. Um, then a short time later, um, I got promoted again. Then I got promoted again. Then I got promoted again. Then I got promoted again. And um, it took me a while to realize that um, the Spirit was leading me. And the Spirit was taking me in a different direction than where I thought I was supposed to go. In my mind, I thought Rochester. In Paul's mind, he probably thought Asia. But what God was doing behind the scenes is he was lining Paul up for Macedonia. What God was doing behind the scenes for me was he was lining me up for Taylor Christian. Where God, through the power of his spirit, although I had no, I thought my plans, my thoughts, my desires, my goals, my agenda, everything that I felt was like, but his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And I guess I want to encourage you this morning to to have faith in God's plan. And to realize that, that, that his plan might be drastically different than ours. Like we might have our plans. We might have our goals. We might have our agenda. We might have the things that make us comfortable. You know, it's like, hey, I'm a Norwegian in Minnesota and there's millions of Norwegians in Minnesota. Like, there are, we have things that, like, make us comfortable. But to have faith in his plan. It's interesting because when you look at, at what happened once Paul actually went to Macedonia, he went there and he met, a, he met a lady named Lydia. And Lydia was, I don't know the specifics of this. I, I should do a sermon on this sometime. But it says that, that, that Lydia was a seller of purple dye. And it says that she got saved and her whole family got saved. So it's like, sweet. So we went there to save this, this, this lady named Lydia. But then if you keep on reading, you see that not only, did he, that not only was Lydia and her, and her entire family saved, but also there was a slave girl who was, who was there in Macedonia. And the slave girl earned a great deal of money because she could predict the future because of a, of a demon that was inside of her. So Paul went up to her and he cast the demon out of her. And this slave girl was changed and saved by the power of the Holy Spirit. So you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. So Lydia and her whole family saved. And then also, the slave girl is freed from her oppression. Well, it, it's kind of weird, but when God start move, starts moving and things start happening, a lot of times there's a, there's a reaction with culture. And so the people that owned her were upset because their way of making money was gone. And so they grabbed Paul and Silas, it says, and it says that they stripped, uh, that they, that, 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 that they, that they stripped them and that they beat them. So can you imagine, you're like, okay, God, I was supposed to go to Asia. You know, hey, sweet, Asia, Asia, awesome. I'm supposed to go to Asia. Then I was like, you know what, I'll go to Bithynia if you need me to. But I was supposed to go to Asia. You did not let me go to Asia. Then I tried to go to Bithynia, where these mean, rude people are. You didn't let me go to Bithynia. Then I go to Troas. You're like, hey, I want you to go to Macedonia. I go to Macedonia. Some, a lady saved. Someone else was saved. But then I'm stripped and I'm thrown in prison. You think, man, maybe at that moment, Paul, Paul and Silas would be like, wow, God, thanks a lot. High five. This stinks. Like, why would you bring me here 
to throw me in prison to get stripped and beaten and thrown in prison. But listen, when you are in God's will, when you are following, his, following the Spirit, when you are sensitive to the Spirit and you have faith in His plan, you see what they were doing at midnight? They weren't complaining, but it says that they were praying and singing hymns to God at midnight because they knew they were exactly where they were supposed to be at exactly the right time. And I feel like, man, man, I could preach on this for a while, but I feel like, like, like man, when we are faithful to God and when we are sensitive to his spirit, even in trials and tribulations and in difficulties, man, we can rejoice in the Lord always and say it again, rejoice. We can find peace, we can find comfort, we can find joy because we know that we are in his plan. And the crazy thing is, Paul and Silas, God miraculously moved and there was a prison revival. Can you believe that? So first of all, Lydia and her whole whole family is saved. Then the slave girl is transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Then after that, there's a prison revival and the jailer and his entire family um, were saved and were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I just kind of wonder to myself, like, like, what would your life look like? What would my life look like if I was more sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit? What would my life look like if I set aside my own agenda, if I set aside my own goals, if I set aside my time and my plan and the things that I've had? And if I said, God, I'm just here as an open vessel. Like, I have a goal to do this, but God, I, I, I might still strive for that, but if you call me to something else, I will lay, I will, I will gladly, lay, lay, I will gladly lay down for, lay down my goals for what you have. What would my life look like if I had faith to trust in God's plan? Like, listen, listen, I had, I had a plan. I was going to go to Asia. Then I was going to go to Bithynia. Then I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going to go over here to this port. And then that's where God directed me, and that's where God lied. Listen, I had this plan. I was going to go to Rochester. I was going to plant a church. I was going to retire. I was going to have go off into the sunset. But what would ha- happen if we had faith trust in God's plan. God, please let me be sensitive to your spirit. God, please give me faith to trust in your plan. The worship team can come back up. God, I just pray that you will speak to us this morning and that you will minister to us this morning. God, I pray that you will uh, just encourage us this morning. Maybe there are some people here this morning who Man, they have just been in the middle of things. They've been going places, and they've been getting no's, and they've been going places, and they've, they're not entirely sure where you're leading them, Father. I pray that you'll, you'll strengthen them with faith this morning, Father. I pray that you'll strengthen them with, with your mighty right hand this morning, Father. God, I pray that we'll be a people that are sensitive to your spirit this morning. Let us not be people that, that just plow through and do our own thing and just become too busy to listen. But God, I pray that we will be like the Apostle Paul who, who knew enough to, to sense your spirit. He knew your spirit close enough to know where he was to go and where he was not supposed to go, Father. I just pray that you will minister to us as we sing this song one last time. I pray that your, your spirit will move, that will be sensitive in your holy name.